Some of you may know Eugene Peterson's colloquial translation of the Bible, The Message. But you may not have heard that it began with anger. The object was his congregation. Peterson had been the pastor of a small Presbyterian church on the outskirts of Baltimore for nearly two decades. He had preached and taught in their midst, led them in communion, and he had reason to believe that they were beginning to live into the freedom of Christ, that they were able to offer love for their neighbors without fear. But then, in the early 1980s, racially rooted riots broke out in nearby Baltimore. At the same time, the economy was in a deep recession. And Peterson watched as his congregation began to buy guns and install security systems. As he later said, he watched these people trade in their freedom in Christ to be enslaved by their fears and their anxieties. Thankfully, Peterson turned his anger to action. The best pastoral response, he thought, would be to call them back to their freedom through a study of another pastor's plea. Paul's fiery letter to the Galatians. So he gathered a Bible study, and everyone was sitting around in a circle, and nothing happened. What if, he thought, they really could read it in the original Greek? His wife said that he probably wouldn't get anywhere teaching them that. So instead, Peterson decided that he would translate the scriptures for them, to put it into the alive language that he had caught in the original, in a way that would help them sit up and listen. As I read our scriptures for this morning, I thought of that story. In both Galatians and our gospel reading, we have a bold plea to live into God's way of freedom. And this comes in stark contrast to the fears and anxieties that are all around us. Like Peterson's congregation in the early 80s, we live in a time of rising violence and economic decline. And it can become easy for us to want to be safe and to secure ourselves, clinging to the close circles where we feel comfortable, rather than boldly loving our neighbors. But I do have to admit that though I appreciated his bold pastoral response, I didn't immediately grasp why Galatians Why did he turn to that particular book? It doesn't seem to say anything to the particular kinds of anxieties that we now have. 
It wasn't as though the Galatian church was stockpiling swords or discussing whether they should hire off-duty centurions to stand outside their doors. The Galatian church was asking questions about whether Gentile Christians needed, especially at least the males, um, needed to be circumcised in order to be right with God. As I reflected on this, I began to get some insight into what Peterson might have been doing and thinking as I thought about an activity that my daughters have been involved in quite a lot this summer. Nearly every afternoon, my daughters go to the pool. It's a neighborhood pool in southwest Little Rock where we've been members for several years. Now remember that early on in those years, they weren't entirely comfortable with swimming. They would stick to the sides and the shallow ends. And as a parent, I can't say that I had a problem with that. Pools, like God, can be dangerous. And it's good to have a proper respect for the water. I've witnessed before as children who can't swim jumped right into the deep end and had to be rescued by a lifeguard. But clinging to the sides and staying in the shallows eventually just isn't enough. They came to long to experience the fullness of what the pool had to offer. They wanted to jump off the diving board and play with the other children, going down to the deeps and, and picking up objects and playing all of the games that the, the other children were playing in the pool. So they had to learn how to swim. Luckily for them, Emily is a wonderful swimmer and a great coach. She knows all of the details of how the freestyle stroke works, and she can break it all down into its pieces and then put it all back together again so that someone can move gracefully through the water. And the very first part of that is the ability to let go of the sides, to surrender to the water, and float. It's the very first thing they had to learn to do. And in doing that and building upon it, they eventually learned to swim. And because they took that risk, they were able to live into the greatest safety that they could actually have. For Paul, the life of God to which we are all invited is, in a way, like a pool, with sides and the shallows and the depths. And any part of that pool is a wonderful place to be. But if we are to live into fullness, into the flourishing that God wants us all to have in God's life, then eventually we're all going to have to let go of the sides move out of the shallows, and go to the depths. To get there, we have 
the example and model of Jesus, the one who, as it were, is, came to teach us all how to swim. And the problem that Paul saw with the Galatian church is that it was like they had learned to swim and then had become fearful and run back to the side. The challenge that Eugene Peterson had with his congregation in Maryland was that they too had learned to swim, but were now sticking to the shallow end. Now, I imagine that most of us aren't worried about circumcision as a means by which we can get right with God. But we have our own ways that we seek to secure ourselves, both in our relationship with God and with one another. And we can cling to those things so that we are kept away from living boldly into the world and reaching out to our neighbors in love. If you ever want to learn how to swim, you will find that there are all kinds of contraptions and methods and different things that people want to offer you in order to help you swim well. But the reality is that to swim beautifully, all you need is what you have already been given, your body, and someone to teach you how to use that body to live and move through the water with grace. In the life of our faith, Jesus is the one who has come to show us how to move through the waters. Jesus offers a way to live into all of those wonderful things that Paul talks about in Galatians, peace and kindness joy and gentleness. But in order to do those things, we have to let go of the sides. We have to move out of the shallows and surrender ourselves to the waters of God's life. That's where we will find our freedom and our fullness. So how do we do that? Well, there's a lot more to say about that than I have time for here. But one of the most tried and true ways is to immerse ourselves in the life of Scripture. It's a way that I found helpful and many have throughout the ages. And I like to do that by engaging with various fresh translations that take the familiar words and make them strange again. So Eugene Peterson's The Message, especially his translation of Galatians, might be a good place to start. God is inviting us to move in to the vast waters of God's love. So let us let go of the sides, move out of the shallows, stretch out our arms, and relax into the refreshing waters. It's something we so desperately need in these heated times. Amen.